welcome to the Rising Feminine Collective podcast. I'm your host, Nina Petruzzo, and I'm so honored that you're here. This is a sacred space to inspire, elevate, and amplify your life, your business, your relationships, and your gifts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Rising Feminine Collective podcast. I'm your host, Nina, and I am super excited to dive into a solo episode today on sacred leadership. And before we dive fully into that, I just have to celebrate y'all. We are almost at 2000 listens. I feel like it was just a few weeks ago that we were celebrating a thousand and then 1500. And I just cannot even contain my gratitude for all of you who tune in, who join us in this space, who listen to these conversations. I've been having so many incredible conversations with many of you and it just lights me up. This is why I do this. I show up to serve, to bring you expansive and elevating conversations, courageous conversations, and just brilliant women in this space that I deeply admire and I love talking to. And I truly just always wanted to bring that then to you. So I really can't thank you enough. It brings me to tears and just brings up so many incredible emotions in my body that this space has continued to grow and that so many of you get to receive here. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we're going to dive into another really beautiful conversation today. And I was inspired to share about leadership for a couple of reasons. One, I love leadership and clearly it's a major part of my business and the work that I do with other women and the energy that I have learned to cultivate a lot in myself through my own journey. But I feel now more than ever is time for all of us to really remember that we each are sacred leaders. And I'm going to go into, you know, what that means and how that gets to show up in our life and all of the things. But I think it's important to just remember what leadership actually is. And leadership is really to influence and guide others. So we are all leaders in some way. And God really designed us in his image to be leaders, to really restore love and beauty on this earth. And we all have a really unique lane and position in doing that. And I'll go into that in just a little bit. But I feel so many of us, especially as women have like shied away or kind of backed away or dimmed our leadership because leadership does require responsibility. It also requires courage, commitment, devotion, faith, (laughs) all of the things. But I feel a big one that holds us back is, is responsibility. And I was on my dear friend Haley's podcast not too long ago, and she had asked me, you know, my thoughts and feelings around leadership. And she brought up a good point, you know, that leadership can hold sometimes like negative or fearful connotations for some people. And I had responded to that by saying, you know, why I think that is, is 
because we have seen, unfortunately, some very poor models of leadership, right? And some of these leaders have huge positions in our society and governments and all the things. So I can totally understand how leadership has given us a bad taste in our mouth um, quite often because we haven't always seen, you know, the true like just beautiful and courageous and like sovereign expression of leadership and leadership does require again this this energy of responsibility and many of us are afraid to really step into leadership because we we do think it requires a lot of responsibility which it does but in that we get to shift our relationship with responsibility to, you know, from being something that's a burden to becoming something that's actually really expansive and really beautiful and really serving, you know, for the world around us. And I think too, as women, we have such a fear of being disappointed and being let down that we don't really fully own our light and step into the fullness of our radiance because, you know, what if it's too much? What if it's not enough? What if, you know, people reject me? What if, um, you know, people don't like it? What if, you know, people judge me? All of the things. And, and for me, definitely, this held me back from fully stepping forward into my own truth because I was afraid, you know, are people going to reject it? Are people going to think, you know, I'm totally out there crazy? Are people going to um, walk away from me, right? As I continue to live out my leadership and the truth that beats within me, and especially for me too, a lot about sharing my relationship with God, which is a huge part of my leadership. But that was the part that I was terrified to share because of right past trauma and wounds and triggers, and um, you know the fears that live in the field around God. So just know that as I'm talking about leadership, I have been there. I have been also fearful of it in some way. I've dimmed my own leadership in some way. Um, and I just want you to remember that you are a leader. And, and I think that this is important to remember that leadership doesn't have to be this thing that's like loud and reaching millions of people and stretching far and wide. You know, your leadership really is happening often in these intimate moments of your life and through this soft and gentle power, all of our leadership is going to look different because we are each unique and different. And that is the beautiful thing about us on earth. Truly, it's through our diversity that we create unity. So we don't need leadership to look like one thing. We need all hands on deck, all gifts on deck, you know, all unique essences of who we are on deck, because that is creating the fields of beauty. And, and again, you know, your leadership is showing up in these places that sometimes people are never going to see, right? It's in your interactions with people in your day to day. It's how you're in relationship with your partner, your children, your friends, your more intimate communities, right? And, and I always find too, or I feel, you know, our leadership should always be bringing us closer to love and really sharing that love on earth in, you know, bigger and more expansive ways. And 
leadership itself will stretch you from mediocrity into revolutionary and really owning that diamond within your own spirit and extracting that unique essence and remembering that that essence gets to be shared in its own beautiful way on this earth. So we are all leaders. And and to me too, leadership is not creating hierarchy. Leadership is joining hands, remembering that we belong to earth, to God, to each other. And again, as we join hands, we're just creating this beautiful tapestry and web of gifts that get to be shared together on this earth. So you know, first thing that kind of holds us back is that that responsibility piece, right? So shifting responsibility from being a burden to really becoming a blessing, because as we do hold responsibility, we hold power, we hold influence, we hold impact. And it's all about how we then circulate that right to the world around us. And kind of the second thing that I feel holds us back from really stepping into our leadership is that it requires us to move from mediocrity into revolutionary. And I was listening to one of my pastors, T.D. Jakes, just a few weeks ago, and he was doing this beautiful sermon around leadership. And he was reminding you know, us through the sermon that your leadership is going to require you to be unorthodox, unorthodox, to be unconventional, to be misunderstood, because really, as you are embracing and owning your leadership, you're really breaking out of the box of being ordinary. And I was also kind of reading, I like to read the gene keys sometimes, just because I think that there's some really fascinating wisdom in that book by Richard Rudd, if if any of you are interested in that, but the eighth gene key is all about moving from mediocrity into exquisiteness, which is really just owning the fullness of who you are and owning this, you know, unique diamond of your, of your spirit and owning its brilliance. But he had said in that particular chapter, you know, it's not even that we fear failure. It's more that we fear being different and your leadership most likely will require you to be different, to think in a new way, to step out of the paradigm of societal sameness, right? We are so conditioned and programmed on this earth to be the same. And this starts from a very young age. There's obviously a ton of indoctrination that we are programmed into as we you know, move from being a child to stepping into the school system, right, which is a system which we're usually designed to memorize certain things to, you know, be this way during these parts of the day to like do it the same. And there's not a lot of room for uniqueness and for your artistry to shine through. And then we like walk this path of life of, okay, you know, believing certain things to belong into certain groups, right. Fitting ourselves into certain boxes so that we're accepted. And we have, of course, this core human fear of not belonging and being rejected. So we often do everything we can, especially in our, you know, childhood, teenage years, young adulthood to fit in, to be like other people. And we 
often forget who we actually are at our core instead of relating to who we are through our conditioning. So this is like a huge program to break out of. And this has been very set up by the empire and the matrix, because if we have a ton of revolutionary and rebellious thinkers, you know, of course the world is going to look different. Of course, we're going to bridge different things here. Of course, you know, people in power that maybe don't have our best interests in mind will be dismantled, right? If we all step into these gifts that we have. And if we really step into the position that God has, has designed us for, which is to be, you know, revolutionary, you know, I even think of Christ and many of you in this space know I have a very deep relationship with Jesus. And I, and I see Jesus as a radical revolutionary and amazing leader. And I, you know, live my life to walk as closely to him as I can and to get to know his heart, because to me, he was breaking all of the rules and breaking all of the paradigms and flipping the tables literally to create this new way and to bring love where it hasn't gone before and to help us remember our beloved identity and this power and radiance that lives within through the spirit and to remember that we are here to join hands and be in unity, right? To not be separate, to not be divided. So I look to Christ as one of the greatest examples of, of leadership. You know, I also really hold a lot of respect for Martin Luther King Jr. I think he was also one of the most phenomenal leaders, but we can think of these people who are often these just great revolutionary leaders. And often in the time they were walking on earth, they were not respected or admired, or they were feared, or, you know, they had fingers pointed at them and told that they were wrong, right? They often were very misunderstood during their time on earth. And this is what we most fear. We fear being misunderstood. We fear being in our unique style, our unique essence. So what do we do? We sacrifice ourselves for sameness, which is not getting us anywhere. Sameness is just spinning us on the same wheel that we've been spinning on. So your leadership is going to require you to set a seed in motion, right? The seed that God has planted in you to bring more beauty into this world. And to know that in doing that, you might be misunderstood. And for me, I've definitely been in a season in my life and leadership of really holding my conviction over other people's opinions, right? And especially in the world of social media, we have been in massive division and separation, especially over the last couple of years in which we we are afraid of cancel culture and being called out and all of the things. But to me, I feel right. Continuing to just like end people and end conversations and cancel people is not creating unity. Like to me, I'm always looking at, you know, how can a difference of opinion actually be an opening of a conversation instead of a closing of a conversation, right? Because we're meant to learn from each other and each other's perspectives. Again, this is how we're weaving the web of diversity. We are not elevating and evolving and becoming liberated by shutting people off and, you know, just deciding we're going to cancel someone because they don't believe the same thing I believe. Is there boundaries that you get to create in your life? Absolutely. 
but to me, it's all about, you know, is this action bringing me closer to love or further away from love? And that's an inquiry that I'm, you know, in conversation with in my life every single day. So, so to be in leadership, you are going to risk, you know, being exposed, being misunderstood, being unorthodox, um, all of the things, but you get to choose in every moment. Am I going to collaborate with my fears or am I going to collaborate with God and my faith? Right. And knowing and trusting that the truth that is beating on your heart is there for a reason. And that truth is meant to be shared, right? If it's, if it's with the pureness of love, it's meant to be shared with the world. So, right. It's, leadership is really asking us to essentially rebel a little bit against the whole of society and its expectations of it, of us. And I don't know where this quote comes from, but I know it's a very well said quote, but I came across of it and it came across it, came across it. Forgive me, you guys, I'm having some trouble. I just recorded, I recorded two meditations this morning for a new bundle that I'm creating that is so amazing. I can't wait to share it with you. And I am going to share more about that at the end of the podcast, because it's all about supporting you in your body and your leadership and your life, really moving through the peaks and valleys and plateaus of all of these things. But I've been like in the, in the voice channeling realm for a long time. So now I'm tripping on my words with this podcast, but I'm trusting that the message is still, is still coming through. So, so this quote that I came across is the path less traveled leads to treasure. And how liberating is that? Like when I heard that again, I was like the path less traveled leads to treasure. I get to be in my own unique lane. I get to stop looking outside of myself and I get to start really looking to God and looking within. And, you know, a lot of what we're here for is, is really trusting the unique position that we have. And to remember that your position is unlike anyone else's position. And that's the beauty because when we all step into our God given position, right? God has positioned you for a unique purpose, for a unique mission, for unique impact it's not meant to look the same as anybody else. You know, even in your own industry, you might do something similar as someone, but the way you do it holds an essence that is completely your own. And that is so needed in the world because some people are going to really connect to the essence and frequency you're holding, you know, more than someone else. And that's beautiful because there's more than enough to go around. You know, this is an abundant earth, you know, there's so many people that, that really could benefit from your service. So the more you can step into that unique lane and trust that unique position that God has given you, the more magnetic you'll actually become. And the more you're actually going to attract those that are meant to work with you. And once we all just trust our unique positions, we create this beautiful symphony on earth, right? This is again, how our diversity is fueling our unity and creating this, this tapestry of liberation here. So trusting your position, trusting your unique gifts, trusting what you have to say, what you have to share and knowing that it is here to create its own influence and impact for those around you. 
And, you know, again, breaking out of the same, stop looking what everyone else is doing because it's not going to work the same for you as it did for them because you're not supposed to do it like them. So this is why in leadership too, and especially creativity, really trust silence and give yourself quiet space to be with just you and you and you and God, because innovation and and invention arises from that place, you know, put the blinders on, clear the field, come back to your heart, come back to your body, connect to what's alive within you, because what you are here to birth, it is not going to be like, like anybody else. And I know the field is very noisy. And the more, the more you stay in the noise, the more you are going to spiral into doubt and insecurity and comparison and all of the things, right? We have to clear the noise, you know, mute and follow, do what you have to do so that you can connect to your own self and what's within you and what desires to be birthed through you, right? So that's a practice I really do. And I really prioritize creativity over consumption. So, you know, this is for any of you that do use social media for business. I highly recommend that you create before you consume. So, you know, use those times of your sacred cycle, maybe your follicular and your ovulation phase where you're really inspired and creative and like set time every day that you are in devotion to your body, to your breath, to the why of your business, to prayer and communion with God and be open to receive what wants to come through you, right? And not just what you're seeing around you. So create, and then once you create and share what you've created, then, you know, you can be in the field and you can relate and you can connect to to those who inspire you. And, you know, cause that's a beautiful thing as well. And that is a beautiful part of social media. You know, we can be connected to things that inspire us, but first create first be in your own field, be in your own sacred dance and really get clear on, you know, what you're here to co-create with God and trust that. So, let your own genius and creativity move, move through you. And also this is kind of like a side conversation, but I'll bring it into this room. You know, your creativity is not meant to be like forced and controlled and manipulated and like on your timeline. Right. In my life, the most liberating thing is really trusting God's timing for me instead of trying to control through my own, right. God can do so much more with your openness and your surrender than he can do with your control and your forcing. So this is where as a feminine being, you are meant to be emptied. You are designed to be an empty vessel so that you can then receive and be penetrated by masculine consciousness, which is clarity, tangibility, direction, discipline, structure, all of those things. But you are a devotional being. So as you bring your devotion to the altar, trust that God will provide you with the direction and the clarity in that, right? So often in the feminine, we can really spiral into this like chaotic state and have all these ideas and like not know what to do with them. Or again, go into like the wounded masculine, try to fix and control and hustle. And like, this is the way I need to do it because someone told me to do it this way, right? Both are going to really limit you. But this is where prioritize space, prioritize quiet, prioritize silence, prioritize this energy of being emptied 
and be in that space of your heart, you know, connect to that deeper why, be in devotion with what's, you know, important to you, what you're passionate about, and then lean into that support of God to provide you the direction, the clarity, the tangibility, you know, all of the things, the discipline to take the next step forward. And this is, you know, a, a big practice that I do with my clients and one-on-one mentorship. And there's also quite a few practices in the body-based biz bundle that I'll be sharing with you that really support this co-creative energy, really transmuting chaos into divine clarity. So your direction or your devotion will set other things in motion. And I've also found, you know, a big part of me trusting and grounding into my sacred leadership has really been through the restoration and remembrance of my beloved identity and who I am in the image of God, not the image of the world, right? We are so conditioned to source our worth through success, through money milestones, through, you know, the world, how people see us, but all of that is just illusion. All of that is, is just, I don't even want to say secondary. It's, it's not where our worth is stemmed from your worth comes from, you know, your remembrance of, of who you've been designed to be and the remembrance that you are inherently whole and worthy and radiant and beautiful because you are a child of God. You are a sacred heartbeat on this earth. You are love and you are so divinely loved. So for me, my relationship with God has really restored that. And that's why, you know, I can really look to him for my worth instead of trying to find and strive it through the world and through success in these other, again, paradigms that we are just thought to believe that's where our worth is, but, but it's not, it's, it's in your heartbeat. It's in who you are. It's in, the remembrance, you know, of being the beloved. So really trust that and, you know, trust who you are when it's just you and you and you and God breathing together and trust that you have this diamond within you. And this diamond is brilliant. And unlike anybody else, right? Think of a, think of a diamond. No one diamond is the same. They all have slightly different cuts, slightly different, you know, extractions of, of essence and light and beauty. So, you know, you have a unique diamond within you and that diamond is meant to shine in its own brilliant way. And as you can really honor that diamond within yourself, you begin to be able to honor the diamond that's in all beings. And you can really appreciate and recognize the uniqueness, right. That we all hold. And when we can do that, we then stop comparing and competing and looking around, right? Because the only place you're going to find the diamond is, is inside. So that genius and diamond really comes through your co-creation with, with spirit. And I feel exquisiteness is really experienced when, you know, your divine essence begins to fully shine through you, right? When all the shields and armor is dropped down and you remember who you are at your core and who you are at your core is, is of worth. And that hasn't changed since day one, right. Of your life here. So, so we are all meant to rise and walk beside each other. 
we all have a unique position and it's all about being ourselves and trusting those positions and really being again in co-creation with earth, with God, with each other, right? That's the thing that's going to really help us restore and, and bring heaven on earth. So, so you are so radically unique and I just want you, honestly, if you the biggest message you get today is to remember that, I hope that you remember that uniqueness and you give yourself permission to be in your own lane and you give yourself permission to feel safe and to be held by God as you step forward in your leadership and to know that, you know, you get to hold your conviction over other people's perceptions and opinions and continue to just find and source your worth again, through God, through the heart, instead of through the worldly things. And for me, that just always provides an incredible compass, right? That will always guide me towards the next brave step. So I'm so excited with all that being said <laughs> about leadership. I'm so excited to share with you all that I have been behind the scenes creating a really incredible bundle. It's called the Body Based Biz Bundle. It's not just for entrepreneurs, but it is wildly helpful if you are an entrepreneur. But these are all brand new practices that I have created to really descend you from your mind and to anchor you into your heart and to move beyond any limitations right now you're experiencing in your life, your leadership, your sacred business, and to really step into this space of deeper trust and faith and just divine liberation. So there is so many practices inside. There's practices, you know, of sacred surrender, purposeful prosperity, transmuting chaos to clarity, um, holy reverence, honoring the cycles of death and rebirth, um, making love to the contraction, right? Coming into intimacy with the sticky parts of yourself so that you can midwife your expansion. There's a whole ceremony to help you anchor in the clarity and frequency and essence of your offers and programs. There's um, practices to help you embody your muse and really help you create unique and clear messaging so that you can attract those that you know, you want to work with, um, there, there's just so much inside. There's nine practices that range from 20 to 30 minutes. They are so expansive. Um, and I, I just am thrilled to be able to offer this, um, at a really accessible price point. It's on sale for 144 until the 22nd. And then I believe the price will be going up to 222. And all of you that join are also going to be enrolled in a free sacred business Q and a with me that I'm hosting at the beginning of June. So not only do you get this, incredible course, but you also get to be a part of an amazing Q&A session to connect with me and other entrepreneurs and to really just dive in to, you know, how we hold ourselves through the peaks and valleys and plateaus of entrepreneurship, because being an entrepreneur is, is taking brave risk. And, you know, I love working with entrepreneurs because you guys have all decided to divorce the program of sameness, right? Being an entrepreneur is, is paving a new path and, you know, creating a new lane. So 
a lot of the practices inside of this bundle are really supporting you in, in owning that and stepping into that leadership in bigger ways. And, you know, even if you're a woman that doesn't have a business or you don't consider yourself an entrepreneur, these practices will still be wildly expansive for your life. So all of the um, details for the bundle are linked below. Again, it's on sale until the 22nd. So whoever, you know, feels called to receive this, I trust that you will receive it and you will receive so much from it. And yeah, I just love this conversation. I just went with the flow here. I trusted what God wanted to share, you know, through me with you all. And if anything inspired you, please reach out, share your reflections. I love hearing and listening, um, to you. So just, um, don't hesitate to email or send me a DM on Instagram and I'll see you next time. We have some really exciting conversations coming up over the next couple of months. So I just thank you for being here and being such a sacred part of this community.